right. Well, good day. I just want to say welcome and thanks you to all of those that are joining for this inaugural episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. Um, as I sat down and thought about how I might introduce myself and share my experiences, et cetera, um, you know, the first thing was, oh, you could just write a nice long paragraph and talk for 15 minutes and people will zone out and not want to hear it. But I had the blessed opportunity for my best friend to uh, be able to travel out here to California, have a conversation uh, with me about it. And so I asked him, hey, uh, what better uh, person to be able to kind of sit down and uh, talk about what all things fine and what all things fine and gentry means uh, than, than my best friend, Larry Vaughn, who I've known for over half my life now as we were kind of sitting down and, and talking about it. And so. I told him, hey, I, I wrote down a little something. Uh, I want to share it and then have a conversation about what I wrote. And, um, you know, we'll we'll see how this goes. And this will be the the initial episode. So here we go. You ready? I'm ready. All right. All right. And so ultimately, you may be wondering, who is this guy and what is this about? Well, I'll start with the second question first. And, and my name is French Thompson. And for those that know me uh, or have met me, I've heard often that name fits you. Well, it's a name I had to grow into. You can only imagine that I had to, I had been teased about my name since I since kids could talk. French fries, French toast, French bread, French mustard. Do you speak French? And I would admit I somewhat resented the name. But then one day, probably around age 13, something clicked and I said, this is a pretty cool name and I should really grow into it. And so at an early age, I made a statement to my family. We're a family of four, mom, dad, sister, brother, the normal, uh, what they call American family. And that statement was, you are all uncultured swines. <laughs> now, that may seem harsh and quite ignorant, but it wasn't. It was more about my desire to understand, engage, and experience things outside of my bubble. It was about my exposure to a world beyond and how I realized that in some ways, or many ways, my cultural expose was, lim was limited. And I set out from that day to gain knowledge and experience on a wide range of things to become truly well-rounded. That feeling uh, was, was further reinforced when, when I attended Morehouse College. And at a Crown Forum, one of the alumni speakers stated that a Morehouse man should be able to walk into any room and engage any person on a wide range of topics and experience that is what Mother Morehouse expected of us. So what did I do? I set out to achieve that goal to have that as my lifelong pursuit, to grow in, in experience and be knowledgeable enough to discuss, inform, and enjoy what life has to offer. And you know what? That will never stop. So this podcast is about me sharing those items, that knowledge, those experiences, those moments of clarity with you. Along the way, we will have some guests who are walking down this path with me, and we can vibe on a wide, wide range of topics. So sit back and enjoy learning, laughing, and diving deeper into all things fine and gentry. That's who I am. Is it really? <laughs> That's what I believe, right? And it's a, uh, it's a conglomeration of relationships and experiences and people just like you, right, that I've uh, grown with and had conversations with and uh, have been able to be exposed to certain things. And I'm like, I'll add that to the, the repertoire, add that to the toolbox of uh, things that, enhance my life and ways to enhance others. And, uh, that's, that's kind of how I feel, uh, my, my life's mission is, is essentially to learn, grow, uh, 
engage and enhance and then, you know, share along the way. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, that's really who you are, but I, I want to go back to your intro and let's <laughs> talk about this. Um, <laughs> this, un, what'd you say? Something swines. Uncultured swines. Uncultured swines. Now, <laughs> you have African-American parents. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And the fact that you're still alive to talk about it is, <laughs> is amazing. I mean, what, um, what did that mean? What did, what? What triggered you to be um, courageous enough, uh, bold enough to to be able to say that? Um, what What did that mean? Yeah. So, um, so growing up in in DC in the DC metropolitan area, my parents were big on uh, exposing us to everything. Right. As a part of growing up uh, in the DC area, like all of your field trips were to the Smithsonian, to the Kennedy center, to all of these other places, right? So you were always exposed to culture. Um, but, uh, I think one day, um, in my normal arrogance that I had back in the day, I felt, I feel that I've muted that a bit now, but, um, I felt that I had reached this, um, moment of saying, Hey, I am, there's more out here than what you guys are exposing me to. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what, why I came up with that uh, phrase, uncultured swine, but it seemed to, to... TV. It probably had to be a movie because your maybe dad a is a big movie buff. That's It could be, but um, that, that's what I felt like. Uh, it was a, more of a challenge to the, to the household. Let's level up, right? Although that term... Back in the late '80s, early '90s, probably wasn't used, but let's level up. Let's, Neither was swines. Through. Swines is like pig, you know. Well, if you're thinking about chitlins, uh, yeah. that's swine. Yeah, so pork chops, bacon. Okay, the pig. Once yeah. Again. All right. Yeah. So that's that's kind of that piece. So from there, um, what uh, action-wise were your parents? Um, like, what did they do? I know not, you know, the initial shock is just like, so I'm, I'm sure knowing, um, you know, mom and dad, that there was conversation that was had. And so I'm, I'm sure you were able to explain yourself. So how did you all, um, grow as a family, um, from that experience, from, from you expressing, um, ignorantly expressing yourself, <laughs> ignorantly and dangerously, <laughs> may I say, expressing yourself. Like what? What actions were taken? What did you? What did you, as a family, um, did they expose you more to? And you know, just kind of. Well, I, I think a part of it was um, saying, "Hey, well, let's let's challenge you more. So let's try a different middle school. Let's try a different high school um, to uh, pursue whatever passions I had." Right. So. For me, it was academics. So let's go uh, start at Walker Mill, went to the magnet program there, and then I uh, went to Oxon Hill uh, with the science and tech program. So, hey, you're going to continue to be challenged in this. Uh, but as a part of it, it's not just about what you're doing in school or um, whatever periods you had, right? It was, okay, what else are you doing beyond that? So what type of extracurricular activities are you doing? And so... Uh, I know that my dad was like, hey, it's not enough for you to to learn how to play chess. You're going to have to learn to teach chess, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's not enough for you to say, hey, I like to cook. Well, um, how about you learn to cook um, as a part of a catering company, right? Learn under an actual chef then versus just watching TV. Um, other things like say, hey, you feel that you are interested in business? Well, join FBLA, right? Do things that are going to continue to enhance uh, your interest, not just something that you're like, hey, that seems cool. And um, I think that's that was the foundation of kind of how I pursue things now of, hey, I have an interest. Let me dive deeper into it. Um, that is not just, say, for example, uh, the whiskey we're drinking now of, hey, I like Jack. Well, do you know that there's multiple levels of Jack? Mm-hmm. Right. So you go from the regular Jack Daniels to your gentleman Jack to single barrel Jack. Right. Uh, let's let's dive deeper into these things and not just accept things at the surface level. And if it's something that you're interested in, um, you know, my parents did you know as well as they could to support and allow for me to dive deeper into those interests and see what I uh, enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy. But it wasn't enough to just say, hmm have a, a cursory um, interest, but dive deeper into it and then make an, an informed decision from there. Yeah, I think that's, um, I know that's one of the things that I've, I've gained from you. Um, you know, we met in high school, Oxen Hill. Um, we share the same birthday. Yes. Um, July 13th. Um, shout out to all the cancers. There it is. Um, and um, that was one of the interesting things because I, I ran up on you. Uh, talking about your birthday. That's how it struck with us. Um, you know, us and Jason, yeah. our other best friend who is, uh, lives in L.A., uh, he's a cancer, July 3rd. Um, and so we all started to hang out. And it was uh, it was me who, uh, I would say, was very surface. Um, <laughs> didn't know a lot. Uh, you know, I was just, uh, I wouldn't say just um, church, uh, but I was into sports, and so there were a lot of things, and I was in just had really started to um, explore this whole music thing, right? For me, um, and you, you supported the team uh, in Washington, the NFL team in Washington. Yeah, yeah. heavily. If you go there, <laughs> this whole thing will end. Why is that coming up? <laughs> but but yes, so yeah. so, so it's interesting, right? Because. Um, it's one thing to pr- to pursue interests um, like I said, like chess or golf or you know business, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to dive into things with people, right, mm-hmm. and get outside of your own. Com- I would call it bubble or comfort comfort yeah. zone, right? And so uh, I would say going to Oxen Hill was a part of that mm-hmm. uh, because Oxen Hill, you had multiple levels uh, in that school. You had the science and tech program. You had the magnet program. You had the neighborhood school, mm-hmm. right? The neighborhood um, and being able to function uh, and engage with people across all spectrums, right? That you're not, you're not just sitting around people. Our school uh, was full of, also full of different nationalities. Yeah, it was very, it was diverse yeah, too, it was very right? Diverse. Um, and so, when you start being around people, engaging with them, um, it's not a, oh, that's interesting. That's what they like. And you just move on. It's a, if, if this person is going to be a part of my, my circle or somebody that I think I'm going to be connected to, let me learn more about them. Let me engage with them as mm-hmm. well. And so 
um, when it came to like you and Jason, like Jason was really big on fashion and art, right? Mm-hmm. And you, music and really diving deeper into it. What were you really into? I mean, because you were the only guy that walked around the school in a suit every day. Well, you know. That's when Hush Puppies were really big. And you oh, had on Hush Puppies. Yes, the two-tone the, boys. Yeah. And then you were yeah. like, you were still in like, uh, you know, you were in, in the catering. You were still doing the mm-hmm. catering. And you were at Men's Warehouse. Yes, yes. So, 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 so I, I would say this. It was, um, you know, for me, it was part of uh, the way that I was raised. It was, you had a, um, a strong church foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, very uh, engaged at church on multiple levels, right? Not just at the local church, but uh, the area and the national level, international level of, hey, you will push beyond just attending. Mm-hmm. You will engage. You will and learn. Let's, let's say the denomination, AME. Yeah, AME. Is also right. a different. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's dimension very, to, it's, it, yeah. It, it's, it's a very different dynamic because, um, you know, it's it's more structured than most other denominations. Probably you have the Episcopalians and the Catholics and things like that, but mm-hmm. um, it's more structured than like the Baptist or uh, non-denominational churches these days. Or Pentecost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and so <clears throat> it, it 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 pushed at an early age to uh, not just be comfortable in saying, "Hey, I know the Bible, but hey, there's you Sunday, and it's expected for you to be up there and be able to speak in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's expected for you to be able to run a meeting. It's yeah. expected for you to be able to know Robert's Rules of Order." And so you take that with you. And I think for me, my parents, you know, business people, and, I, and that's kind of the um, the foundation or the mantra that I kind of uh, operated through. Um, but it evolved. I would say <clears throat> I came into high school kind of with that mentality, but it continued to evolve. Uh, and I would say even started late middle school, like I said, around 13, 14, really coming into my name and realizing, I mean, happy, everything's happening, right? Puberty, you're starting to realize all these types of things. It's like, hey, this name, actually, you can do something with it. Yeah, you definitely could. Right. Yeah. And so many conversations were struck up because, <laughs> yeah, because of the name. Fresh Thompson. Yeah, it's yeah. A, that's not your name, yeah. right? Um, but realizing that, hey, there, there's a value in the same. It's not only just French Thompson, I'm the third, right? So mm-hmm. there are generations of having this name. And, and it it prompts a conversation and actually demands that you have a story to tell, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think along the way, you kind of say, what is my story? Uh, and it's a combination of, of church, combination of friends, mm-hmm. combination of experiences. So, you know, and back to high school of, Hey, not just FBLA. Okay, I'm gonna be the president in FBLA, or I'm going to engage with uh, Student Government Association. But hey, let me engage the other side of my brain, mm-hmm. and let's get into actual choir, right? And when you get into there, that's a whole nother realm of mm-hmm. of cultural ex- exposure, mm-hmm. um, music, uh, uh, different genres of music, uh, appreciation of it, and understanding the culture that supports it. And what was so great about it is the fact that in in music, or let's say in our choir, um, we had started to uh, gain a name, um, some notoriety right. in the area. Um, and you weren't the most talented, but you were one of the most respected in um, in the the in the department and it wasn't just and and not just the choir but right in the band um just you were well respected and that's the way that um the name french it wasn't um 
you were respected because of your mind. Uh, you were respected because you you knew that you were different, um, even though you had this this air, not an arrogance, but this air of, hey, I'm confident in who I am. I'm, and I'm okay with going to the business side and I can do the business. And I'm okay with um, coming to the music side and doing the music side. And I'm okay with uh, being able to sit down and have a conversation with you about any and everything, which goes into one of the things that you were saying, trying to be well-rounded. Right. What I know, uh, the French I know has always been that way since high school. Uh, hence the reason why I guess I was attracted um, uh, to being your friend. Um, and I mean, they, I could talk about so many different things that I've, I've learned um, from being around you. Um, I remember one day sending in your Corsica. Um, <laughs> Corsi, yes, and um, he's come a long way. <laughs> we all have. I didn't. I didn't necessarily have a car. Um, you know, it was using, and you had your own. You, you were blessed to have your own. And I remember us sitting in there, um, and you would always have classical music. Yeah. And here I am. You know, the the person that's pursuing music, and I'd sit in the car and be like, "Man, what is this?" Like what, why, why do you have this on? And it's, it's, uh, it, it was because of you, a lot of my interest into classical music was, was starting. So, so, so it's interesting about that, right? So, um, my parents were, um, not necessarily conservative, but they, they were, um, uh, metered in what we were kind of exposed to. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, from music perspective, as any child who had uh, a parent from the uh, as a baby boomer generation the music was all over the place so you listen to everything mm -hmm. right and you yeah. enjoyed it the oldies but goodies and all that type of stuff but you know the next thing was hey you're going to understand the news right um so be it there's going to be the nightly news on the channel or you're listening to uh, npr wtop in in dc as, mm -hmm. as one of the news channels uh but then after that it was Hey, it, the classical station, you're not listening to a bunch of talk radio, not listening to all these other things. It was very, um, very factual that you will <clears throat> operate in in a fact based society or environment. And so for me, I, I took that upon myself saying, hey, I can I can rock whatever we were listening to back mm -hmm. then, uh, but also uh, have the classical music. Um, and, and having an appreciation for what that that culture uh, came with. And I, I would say. Um, I continue to, to use that as a, as a, um, as a, dis something to, to be different, uh, a distinctive voice, a distinctive sound as a part of it. Um, and, uh, just, just a way to, um, challenge the brain a little bit more as well. And so you, you, you kind of spoke about flexing between different environments and mm -hmm. different classes of, of, of groups and, and things like that. Um, and, and you had you made the statement, rightfully so, right? You know, not necessarily the most talented. I'm, I, I'm the first to admit it. I'm not the soloist in the choir, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's not me. But um, but you were dedicated. You were very dedicated to it. Well, and, 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 and the thing is, is so the, did the, you? So so let me stop right there. Yeah. So with you um, not being the most talented, and I'm sure that you've seen that in uh, different areas as you have grown um and have um moved up mm -hmm. um in life occupation what uh 
what motivates you? That's good. Why why do you continue in that certain area? Why don't you just cuz for me I just I feel like I look at you and you like, "Hey, this is how I can maneuver. This yeah. is how I can move through this. I might not be X, Y, and Z, but I can maneuver and bring myself to this." And that's that's kind of what I saw. Maybe but so what 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 ticks? So what pushes you to stay in that area or stay in that vein um to uh i guess to to continue to do what you to be french and to do all of that so so, so it, it's interesting right um recently i read this book called uh, talent is overrated mm-hmm. and ultimately what it talks about is saying that um oftentimes a lot of people rely on their talent alone to mm-hmm. get them where they need to go uh but it, but it isn't about talent right uh they use the example of like michael jordan um he's talented Right. He has all of those abilities and, and he's able to uh, to be the goat. Um, but it also required him to be um, very, very uh, focused and dedicated to his craft. And so ultimately, the same thing about um, about about uh, how I approach things is that, hey, I don't have to be the most talented person in the room. But if my passion is greater or if my desire to better myself and therefore better what I am doing is greater than the other person, then, you know, that's what will set me apart. Um, but and I, I would say the, I, I am con- constantly challenged in myself to say, okay, what's next? How do I push myself more? How do I do more? Um, and uh, what is it two parts It's an internal drive to say, Hey, there's so much more that you can learn, so much more that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece is, I don't know, I, I feel this, this call, this, um, this expectation that uh, you, you must do more. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes as a positive and a negative, right. um, because, you know, it's, it's why, what's the why there? And I think a part of it is, is literally why I'm doing this podcast, right? Why I've decided to get back on social media after 15 plus years, right? 15? It's probably more I, than that. I, I mean, yeah. But yeah. Wh- why I've decided to to do this is because um, I want to be a conduit, not a cup, right? You've heard that before, mm-hmm. that I don't want to just hold the knowledge or gain these experiences and kind of look at myself better than others, but to be able to turn around and say, here you go, Right. Here, I know um, I've been a, benef- a beneficiary right, of, right. of that. And so if you think yeah. about how many people that you can impact by just sharing, how many people that you can impact by uh, uh, in, in engaging folks and everything like that, I think it, it'll be, that's that's what would allow for me to experience more, okay. right, as, as a man of faith. Um, and then now having kids, mm-hmm. it's like I can't stop of just saying that, okay, this is good enough. Uh, and And albeit that's a challenging balancing act because um, I'll admit my wife and I get into it often about pushing the kids, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, Hey, they're just X age. And I'm like, no, they need to have more discipline or they can do more, um, you know, do one more page in the workbook, try one more uh, you know, math equation or something like that. And, and I have to, Understand that they're not necessarily like me, but they are a product of me, right? And I've been blessed to be able to steward them. Uh, and so now, how do I 
help them have a drive similar to mine, but be able to uh, curate it in their own way. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that some of the things that I learned as part of being at Morehouse of saying, when you, when you got there, it was this expectation. You look around and it's excellence all around, mm-hmm. right? And it's this expectation that you can't be comfortable in being average mm-hmm. and um, that, that you must continue to push yourself more. And, and your, your social circle, the people that you're engaging with, depending on, you know, whatever type of activity or class or major that you were doing there, it was, you were surrounded by people who were saying, Hey, I like that, but let's enhance it this way. Um, and so I think that continues to be part of the DNA, be a part of what's in the blood to turn around and saying, do more. Right. And that's been throughout my, throughout my life, right. My parents exposing me and saying, Hey, it's not enough just to go to the to the zoo or to the Smithsonian and see the woolly mammoth and be like, that's pretty cool. It's like, okay, what did you learn? What does this mean? What yeah. do you want to see next? Yeah. And then going to, to high school and being able to um, be exposed into a, a, an environment that had so many different avenues to go to. And it's like, okay, don't be comfortable in just doing your own track, try something else, do more, be better. Um, and then at Morehouse is the same way. And now in, in life, you, you start in, engaging with people and, and increasing your social circle and you're realizing that it's just about exposure. It's about saying, what else can I do? How else can I uh, elevate myself? And ultimately, that's what, you know, what I believe is, is all things fine and gentry is, as I sat back and said, I'm going to be a connoisseur of these things, mm-hmm. right? Not just a uh, admirer, not just somebody who had a... Um, uh, a, a fleeting experience with it, but Hey, if it's something you're interested in, be a connoisseur of it, be somebody that's going to dig deeper into it, be somebody that's going to, um, push yourself further into it. Um, and say, if it's a pursuit worth, uh, noticing or being interested in, it's worth, uh, a passion about it. Mm. And so, you know, through, However long this podcast goes is literally what's going to be either what has helped me along the way, mm-hmm. right? People like you that have uh, a challenged a certain part of my being, a certain part of my brain to extract more, to push more, or to humble more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's been humbling experience as well that helps you to realize that you don't know everything.